0: You know, in today's world, there's such a conversation about the difference between the male and the female. And, and I, I know back in my younger years, back in the 70s, I guess, uh, it was all about unisex. There was no difference between the male and the female. Well, there is a, very much a difference between the male and the female. And today we want to look at where our thinking is different and how that all came about. So in the, in the book of Genesis in chapter 2, where it God talks about how he formed the man and breathed life into him. And we've been made in his image. And uh, then he calls it. It said that um, he looks at his man. He's created this man. He's caused him to rest in this garden. At this point, he's male and female in the image of God. And... uh, then God looks down and he said, this isn't is the best I can do. This is not my best. I want to do better. And he separates out his powers and he brings the woman out from the man. And in Genesis 2, 21 through 22, and you'll find this in our book, Woman Imagined, on page 13, where you get to fill in the blanks, by the way, he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh thereof. And so when he looked down and saw that it's not His best for the man to be alone, meaning the man was starting to drift and straggle out a bit. And that wasn't the best that God wanted to have happen. So he caused a deep sleep or he allowed a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. Adam, who was made up of male and female at the time, he caused a deep sleep to fall upon him and he slept. And the Lord took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh. And that's where you get to fill in the blanks that he took one of his ribs and and the rib which the Lord had taken from man made he a woman. And that word rib, if you do a word search on that, the study of it is chamber or side, like of the side of the ark. He took a rib out of the side of the man. Well, a chamber, I like to do word studies, a chamber is like the judge's room off the side of the courtroom. It's a decision making room. And also, in a gun, the chamber is the part of the bore of the gun that holds the charge. Always like that, ladies. That's our part. We are the part of the bore of the gun that holds the charge. And so, uh, the, and also in the biology aspect of the word chamber, it has to do with the heart. The heart has chambers to it. And so I think he took the heart of the man out, built it up, made a woman, gave her a voice... So she could speak back to the man because we will, as you fast forward into the New Testament, we'll see that our job is to speak heart matters to the men. Their job is to cover us in head matters. Our job is to cover them, surround and camp about them around their hearts and heart matters. And then and when you do that, you have you have a chain link there that puts the male and the female, binds us together and, and a bonding there. And that's how God originally wanted it to operate. So... Um uh, he took the rib out, built up a woman, gave her a voice and wanted to, and it says to declare and decree to stand boldly out opposite. This woman was to speak to the man about heart issues and heart matters. And so I wanted to uh, show you from uh, my book, Purpose, Position and Power of a Woman. And actually, I got this from a book called Bonding Relationships Made in the Image of God. And... Um, these are books that I've drawn from and I've enjoyed. In fact, I even heard Dr. James Dobson one day on the radio with Dr. Donald Joy, who wrote Bonding Book. And he was, they were talking about the differences and in, in the biological differences and the brain differences between the male and the female. So I'm just gonna read you a little bit out of uh, woman, her purpose, position and power, but I got it from Dr. Donald Joy. And we're talking about now he's taken the woman out from the man and it says male and female were originally created when God separated the feminine attributes from the male, leaving him only the masculine attributes. You know, it says there in Genesis that he closed up the flesh thereof. So he left him with just the masculine attributes. The same phenomenon recurs when the wo- in the womb, every time a child is developed, when a baby is conceived for three months, he or she looks like a female. Remember the woman's X and man's Y chromosomes from your biology class? The developing child, the embryo, looks like a female, whether it's to be a male or not. But by the sixth week, an XY embryo calls for his mother's supply of male hormones, which every woman has to a lesser degree than men. When these hormones rush into the developing child, sexual differentiation occurs in two areas, the genitalia and the brain. The fact that the male embryo passes through the female form before becoming male reemphasizes the scriptural principles that the woman originates in the man and the man develops through the woman. And you'll find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. The woman is out from the man. The man is through the woman. And of course, you know that everybody's born through a woman's womb. That's how he passes through the woman. But to know also that... Everybody starts off in female morphology and passes through that morphology into the male morphology uh, after the hormones are secreted. Uh, The difference that comes about in the baby's genitalia is rather well known and even celebrated. But the differentiation of the brain is surprising. The two hemispheres of the brain are connected by a communications network called the corpus callosum. When the boy baby calls for mother's androgens, they saturate and permeate the male brain, greatly simplifying the corpus callosum and specializing functions of the left hemisphere that are not repeated in the right. Now, in the woman, the net effect is that the male brain no longer communicates as freely between the two hemispheres and becomes more specialized. In the female brain, the communications network remains intact and many functions are duplicated in both hemispheres. I kind of laughingly say so, you know, Gladys can talk to Ruth and Mary can talk to Jean and we're all talking up here and the male brain is just specialized. And so to reduce this concept to the simplest terms, the female brain has twice as much going on in it and all the men said amen. And the female communicates back and forth between two hemispheres. So compared to the male, she has twice as much to understand, twice as much to say. And unfortunately, she has twice as much potential for error. The male has a narrower view, but is generally not as easily swayed. So I I just think how important it is that we need each other, that I need uh, the man's thinking I need to hear that, that I need to judge what I'm thinking and hear what they're thinking. And between the two of us, we can get God's thinking. And I think he intended us to get along that way. It's really, really important for us to learn to respect. And I don't want I don't want this to be limited to a marriage because this operates, ladies, is single or married. This operates. You learn these principles to the Greatest degree in a marriage, the most intimate and intense degree in a marriage. But these principles function at the office. They function in church life. They function in family life of any kind. They function. So the the woman learning to respect and honor the male and the male learning to respect and honor the female and to understand their each other's weaknesses. He's weak in an area because his flesh was closed up. In an area that we're not and we're weak in an area because we have twice as much going on twice as much potential for error and so we're weak in an area that they're not so if you put these two together and we can communicate and and honor one another i always think a lot about uh, the book of judges where deborah and Barak, and deborah and Barak, they uh, function together as male and female but they were married to different people Deborah was a judge in Israel. She worshipped on the high places. She, she was highly respected uh, as a judge in Israel. And Deborah could have pulled together an army and gone out and beat the enemy. But she knew because God had told her that Barakwa had the call for that. And she went to Barak and said, Hath not the Lord commanded thee? And she told him what God had said. And he depended on that. He, he liked hearing that. It was between the two of them functioning in their male and female aspects won the war for Israel. So I just want you to know that it's real important. And also you may have an attitude about men or men, you may have an attitude about women. We've got to get those things healed because they're both aspects of who God is. And we need to learn to respect that. I don't want to live without the male influence. And men shouldn't want to live without the female influence. We just need to learn our strengths and weaknesses and to respect those. I like to call it, we're called to an office of the feminine aspect of God or the masculine aspect of God. We're called to a position, an office. We're called to an assignment, if you will, to live out that aspect of who God is in the earth. It's just very important that we get healed. And like I said before, I needed to be healed in that area. I did not have a good attitude about men in my early days. But God healed that because I was missing out on an aspect of who He is. And I didn't want to do that. And I know you don't either. So stay tuned. We'll be coming back with more and more lessons. And I look forward to being with you again. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We also live stream on Facebook and YouTube on Thursdays at noon. Hope to see you there.